Hi, welcome to Hashtag Activate Purpose with Regine Corona. I'm a wife, mom, community advocate, and social entrepreneur, and I'm living a life on purpose. Join me as I talk about leaving a 9-to-5 career to step into purpose and what it takes to discover your purpose, transform your life around that purpose, and create a purpose-driven business. See, I believe that when we find purpose and activate it in our lives, we are able to find greater joy in the work that we do and have greater impact in the world. When we live in purpose, we can create, inspire, innovate, serve, and make money doing what we love. Let's talk all things purpose. Hey there, everyone. It's Regine Corona, your host of the hashtag Activate Purpose podcast, where we talk about all things related to living a life on purpose. I'm jumping on today. This is an, uh, kind of an out-of-band episode. It's not one of my regularly released episodes, but it dawned on me that I started this podcast really on a whim. It was something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I've watched friends who have podcasts. I've been interviewed on podcasts, and I just decided it doesn't matter how difficult it might be or how challenging it might be. Um, I'm just going to go for it. And so I started this podcast in May, and I am very thankful and blessed by it. Um, So far, between May when I released it and now, we've had 642 plays. And while that may not seem like a lot to, to many, it's a lot to me. But here's the thing that's really crazy. In that short period of time, this podcast has been heard in 69 countries around the world. I am absolutely humbled. Again, like I said before, I'm blessed. Um, you know, I am I'm on this episode I oftentimes I will go through and script it out and I kind of have an idea of what I'm I'm going to say. This is not scripted at all. This is just from the heart and very impromptu. Um, I want to say thank you. Thank you to those of you who have started listening to my podcast. Thank you if you've shared the podcast. I hope that you are receiving value. If you are, I hope that you're going out and leaving a review and commenting and giving feedback because I know that this is about you. This is not about me. I am truly a coach at heart. I am an inspirer and an encourager. I'm someone who wants to come alongside others and help them to discover and walk in their purpose boldly. But here's the realization that I had. I don't think I've ever given you my backstory. Now, if you know me, if you've heard me speak, if you've gone out and you've searched me on the internet and you've found some things about me, then you may have heard my backstory. If you've really listened to my intro, you've heard a little bit of my backstory. But I thought that I'd get on and share just a little bit more about who I am and why I do what I do. So I, um, wow, I, you know, it's hard to, to think about where to start. And I absolutely don't want to bore anyone. Um, I 
started out um, actually in the information technology field. And I started out, to be honest, I was in that industry in the government sector, but I was at the very low rung of the, the ladder. I was uh, a typist clerk. And I, I made some life choices when I got out of high school um, that led me down a different path than I thought that I would be on. When I graduated from high school, I graduated with honors and I had been accepted to the University of Southern California, USC, as an engineering major. And I loved chemistry and I really, really thought that I wanted to become a chemical engineer. And so I set off on that, that path, but at the same time, I was in a relationship uh, high school with my high school sweetheart, and um, I made some choices that took me away from going to school and I got married instead. Now, you might be wondering what my choices might have been. Did I get pregnant or, um, you know, something that caused me to have to get married? Well, the answer is no. It was just some bad decisions on my part, being very immature and really not having had mentors in my life at that age that told me the importance of really, really locking into what I wanted in life and mapping that out and going after it. Now, I did have mentors in my life who helped to guide me, and that was part of the reason why I ended up with um, the plan to go to USC. Now, not only was I planning to go to USC, but I also had a full scholarship, a four-year scholarship to go. And the only requirement I had financially was to pay at that time, I think it was about $1,000 a year and to pay for my books. Now, my parents really truly couldn't afford to pay for that at the time and I was, I, I didn't work. And so I didn't know how I was going to, to make that happen. But I still had this dream of going to college. But I also had this relationship, and in that relationship, this person that I ultimately ended up marrying, he became my first husband because I got married at, at the age of 19. Um, he was verbally abusive and on occasion physically abusive. And I, I just felt kind of bound to this relationship and um, in spite of those things and knowing that it, it probably wasn't a good choice, I made the decision to get married. And so we got married, I was 19 years old. I attempted a couple of times to go to school, but that didn't work out and, and some of that goes back to the fact that he was insecure in who he was and there was a lot of jealousy in the relationship. So the idea of me going off to college, especially a place like USC, didn't sit well with him. And I just didn't know how to deal with that at a, a young, tender age of 19. 
um, and having not been exposed to a lot of relationship things in my life. So I quit school, got married, and at that point, I was out on my own. I was an adult and I had to become independent and I had to go to work. And the only thing that I knew to do at the time was to go and um, apply for a government job working for the county of Los Angeles. Um, and actually at that time I hadn't turned 19, I was still 18 years old. So I had literally just kind of graduated from high school and this was about maybe three, four months later. And so I went to work for the county of Los Angeles and I had to start at the very bottom. And the only thing that I knew how to do at that time was to type. And so I passed the typing test and I was hired on as a typist clerk. Well, as you can imagine, someone who dreamed of being a chemical engineer, desired to be a chem chemical engineer, I did not give up on my desires to succeed and excel and to accomplish goals. Instead, I had to pivot and I shifted and I started looking at different goals. And I, can, I, I will always remember that about 12 months into my um, job, I switched positions and I started working at at the time it was called a data processing department. And so eventually we started referring to data processing as information technology. And I know I'm dating myself here, but I'm not at all ashamed of my age. I've shared before that I am 53 years old. Um, and so I, I had to do something different. I had to come up with a different plan. I was still extremely motivated to do well and to exceed or, you know, to excel. And so I started working in human resources. And I remember that I looked at the list of positions and what I saw was a progressive path into information technology um, and specifically into computer programming. And at the time, I really didn't understand. I knew about computer programming because as an engineer, a potential engineer major, I had taken some classes. I had taught myself how to program in a few languages. Um, and so I knew a little bit about programming and I thought, yeah, that's cool. I, I kind of like that. I wouldn't mind doing it. And then I started looking at the career path and I started looking more importantly at the salaries attached to the career paths. So every level higher, I could see what the, the salary level was and that was my motivator. Now you have to understand, at different times in our lives, we are gonna be driven by different things and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. At that time in my life, I was driven by income 
and doing better for myself. Um, I had grew up in the city of Compton and I had seen so much in my life. And I had seen a lot of poverty and I had seen a lot of lack and I had seen my parents struggle all of their lives to provide for me and to provide for themselves. And I wanted something different for myself. I wanted something different for my family. I wanted something different for my future children. And I wanted something different to be able to give to my parents. I wanted to be able to help them out. So I was driven and motivated at that time by the money. And it was, the, it was my why. It was the thing that put me on the path to doing whatever it took to become successful in a programming career and to continue to grow in that. So fast forward, um, I stayed in that first marriage for 13 years and ended up getting divorced. But in that time, I learned so much. I learned so much about what to do, what not to do. I learned a lot about um, relationships, although I didn't learn enough at that time, which I'll explain a little bit in a moment, a little bit more in a moment. I learned how to continue to push myself and to be driven and to fight for more and to better myself and to learn more and to be disciplined in that, how to set goals. So I was learning how to do all of those things. Um, I ended up going through a divorce. I had no children at that time from that first marriage. I was single and I went out and I became, I left my, I ultimately left my uh, position with the County of Los Angeles, but at that time I had moved up into the programming field. So I learned on the job. I still had not gone to school and gotten a degree at this time, but I was very, very motivated, very driven. And so I did whatever it took to become competent and not just competent, but to become skilled and excel in my chosen field, which was programming at that time. And then I started learning more and became strategic about how to apply the more to what I was doing so that I could become very valuable. So at that point in time, when I became divorced, I went through yet another tra uh, transition in my life, not just divorce. I also changed my job. And I decided to leave that very comfortable county job, which everyone thought it was absolutely crazy to do because I had great benefits and I had retirement. And most people who work for gov government jobs, whether they be local, state, or federal, they know that those are great jobs and, um, and they don't give them up. Well, I left that job to go out and become a contract programmer. Now, if you know anything about contract work, you know that that is very risky. Um, you don't know uh, where your jobs are going to be. Your contracts can move around. So I took the leap. I didn't have children. Hey there, it's Regine Corona from Hashtag Activate Purpose, where we talk about all things related to living a life on purpose. We've got to take a moment out for our sponsors and we will be right back.
Um, keeping me bound anymore and so I went out and I became a contractor now during this time I also entered into another relationship and I I feel very bad about that relationship because I entered the relationship for all of the wrong reasons but nevertheless I did enter into the relationship and I ultimately married again for the second time. And this time I had two beautiful children from that marriage. So today I have teenagers. I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old that were the result, uh, results of that second marriage. And I'm very blessed and thankful to have them. And so I don't regret that at all although it didn't work out and i stayed in that marriage again another 12 years but during that time i continued to pursue my career push really hard stay disciplined learn as much as i could excel 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 just drive drive myself and within a couple of years I moved from being just a contractor to starting my own IT company and I contracted my own time out I ultimately had employees and we were doing um, really well as a company we did work nationally and internationally and prior to that I didn't mention that I did have a couple of businesses that I started on the side. They were side hustles and um, they they worked sort of, um, but not totally. I wasn't really building business. I was just creating side hustles and I was out contracting on the side and making money doing um, side jobs around programming. Well, ultimately I decided that I wanted to start a business um, not just work for myself, not just create a job for myself, but I really wanted to start a business. And I did go off and do that. And we were doing really well as a business. Actually, we did so well that we were able to get numerous contracts. Um, the problem that I experienced at that time was I did not have business mentors, I, people to help me understand how to build this business into a successful long-term business. Um, instead, I was going out hustling and getting contracts and bringing in the money, but we didn't have the capacity to keep up. And so I was really good at the sales piece and I was good at the technical piece. I understood the technology so I could go out all day long and sell and talk about it. Um, and we were a training and development company, so we did training and we did consulting. But ultimately, I could not keep that company going because I just simply didn't have the, the know-how or the, the uh, resources to keep up with the capacity, that, the demand that we had. So ultimately, after a few years, I closed that business. But again, I did not see it as a failure. This is another thing to remember. Everything 
you know, society has set us up to look at things that don't work as failures and that's a bad thing. I'm here to tell you that failures are a great thing. Failures, everyone who has been successful in life that I know will tell you that failures are stepping stones. They are milestones to get to your success, right? Without those failures, you aren't going to know how to do things right. So yes, I had to close the company. Yes, things failed, but I learned so much from that. And I decided to take some time off from being an entrepreneur. And like so many people do, um, you know, there was fear and I, I didn't know what to do next. So I went back to what I knew and what I was comfortable with. So I went back to the county of Los Angeles, but this time I went at, in management because I had had the experience of running a company and dealing with um, budgets and going out and pitching and doing sales and um, negotiation of contracts. So there were so many things that I learned in that span of time that I was now able to take and leverage and parlay that into a management position. And I went back to the county of Los Angeles. Interestingly enough, I went back to the department that I worked for previously when I had left. And, um, and so I, I became a manager and very quickly I started moving up again and I started setting goals and going after new things, going, going after new levels. And so the next thing I started doing was moving into from middle management to senior management. And that happened very rapidly in less than two years. Um, my division manager at the time was retiring. And so I was positioned and poised and I was right there in the moment waiting for opportunity. That's another thing that I want to encourage you to do. Learn, prepare yourself, be ready for opportunity because you never know when opportunity is going to knock on your door. And when it knocks, you want to be prepared to answer the call, to answer the knock. So I quickly moved into senior management and I was doing what I enjoy doing and when I moved into senior management, I actually moved into the field of cybersecurity and it was new and exciting and interesting to me and and so that was my motivator. My motivator was at the time, at that time I had young children um, and my motivator was learning something new and excelling in that and, and being of service in uh, county government. And so I continued to do that, continued to move forward. And all of a sudden, in about 2010, my life took yet another turn with lots of transitions. I realized that I got married for all the wrong reasons and I was dragging myself and my second husband through all of these um, twists and turns and it just it wasn't the right thing and um and i made a very difficult decision to ask for a divorce and it was very hard on my family it was very hard on my uh second husband it was hard on our children our children were very young at the time i think they were three and five and um, but i knew that i had to be true to me i had to be authentic to me 
And so I had to take yet another risk and go through divorce and start my life all over again. And I was a single parent. And I was still working. Um, I was in senior management. My job was paying very, very well. However, because I had gone through all of these life circumstances, I was faced with financial difficulty, very difficult financial times as a single mother. Um, and it, it was just really hard. I felt like I had been knocked down on my butt and I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to get up. I didn't know how I was going to make it work. And so I was just literally, I was struggling. And I, I look back on that time now and it was a very difficult time. But there were some very important lessons that came out of that time that helped me to grow into who I am today that helped to shape me and form me. My faith, my, my trust, and my walk with God. And I've talked before about being a Christian. Man, that accelerated during that time because I hit rock bottom and I had no one else to lean on. All I had was my God. And it took me to hit rock bottom to turn back to him because he had always been in my life. I had been a Christian since I was 12 years old. But it took all of these difficulties to remind me that he was in my life and that he was greater than my challenges. And that was the moment that I began to bounce back. And as I began to bounce back and really take control again of my life and setting new goals and pivoting yet again and looking at what life had, you know, was holding for me. Um, then, you know, I, you got to love transitions and you got to love faith because faith does not come the way that you expect it to. And I call them kisses from heaven gifts from heaven. Those gifts don't come wrapped in packages that you expect because the next thing that happened was I started hearing what I believe was God speaking to me um, and telling me that it was time to transition into yet something else, but that this time I was going to leave my well-paying job with comfort and with benefits and retirement and things that were dependable, that I was going to leave that. And he wasn't going to show me the path of where I was going yet. I was going to go into something totally, totally different and new. And I just remember the day that I woke up and I heard this in my spirit. I remember hearing also, are you ready to take this leap of faith? Because it's like nothing you've never, or it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. And I want you to go and read the book of Exodus and look at Abraham's journey. Because your journey is going to be very similar. I'm not going to show you your path, but I need you to leave everything that you know, everything that you trust, and everything that logically makes sense to you and step into this new place that I have for you, this new promise that I have for you. Man, can I tell you, 
that it took me 18 months to really stand in that place of faith where I finally said yes. Where I finally said yes to God and I finally said yes to my destiny and my purpose and I stepped out on faith and I left my job. Well, you've got to stick around and join me for the next episode to hear about what happened next, because what happened next will blow your mind. <laughs>